Welcome to episode two of the Fucked Up Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, you are here again with your lovely, ugly Canadian host, Corey. And you are here with your lovely, ugly co-host, David Silverberg from Connecticut. David Silverberg, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. Today is my birthday. I'm having a great time. Happy Genocide. birthday. Maybe you, you, maybe you. I will um, put the birthday music in the background there post post prod. We'll get that through. I'll try yeah. and find a happy birthday in there. You should that. What uh, what have you done that's special for your birthday? Did you do anything special for your birthday? Do you do you want to tell everybody how old you are? What's your what's your comfort level with this discussion? Because I mean, me sure. personally, I really wouldn't talk about it, but you know. Yeah, I'm 29 years old as of today, and. Uh, and I've been playing fantasy football since I was a teenager, so uh, somewhere between 10 and 15 years now, I've been playing fantasy football, I would say. Uh, so, you know, I think that, you know, adds to the experience. It's not like I've been playing for like decades and decades. I've been playing for over a decade at this point, easily. Uh, and so I think the age does, it gives a factor to it, you know, the experience factor. People know who, who they're listening to. I guess that makes sense. I mean, I have a few years on you, so. Yeah. Never... You only, you're a little older. The, and, uh, yeah. Chief. I am a little older, but I also was severely addicted to fantasy football before we've met. I was playing like four, I think the most I was doing was four leagues at once. And it just, oh boy. I got to be too much. I couldn't handle it. So. Uh, I've, I've done four and five leagues in one season before. I'm doing three leagues this season. Uh, and that's, that's the most I'll do at this point. Yeah. Um, so, my three leagues I have one free with randos, just see how I stick up. One free with some people who I know, and one paid with people I know. And that one just dropped for last night. And we'll talk about that at some point today in the show. Uh, but I'm very excited for that, actually. I'm, I'm very, very excited for that because it's interesting. Yeah, I'm excited to understand that a little bit. And for, you know, everyone who's listening, I know we're we're going to talk about our own stuff today a little bit, but in the future and still for this one, we're going to try and not talk about our teams in that sort of way. I mean, we're going to make a bigger point, I guess, and just kind of understand the experience more and more so than, you know, oh, I should have drafted this guy then or, you know, et cetera. It's going to be more about the experience um, of it or possible strategies, which I'm excited to get into. And hope, hopefully, I mean, we'll remember to talk about it. I noticed uh, going through the production of our pilot episode, we mentioned that we were going to talk about a couple of things, and we didn't actually end up talking about them. I don't even remember what it is off the top of my head right now. Clearly, it wasn't that important, but I remember listening to that and going, oh, yeah, we never talked about that. So, that was yeah, kinda, this uh, is this is the Fox Fest football show. So, you know, it is possible that we could not talk about something that we wanted to talk about why get did, fucked so why did yeah why did we come up with like before we kind of get through and things that we didn't talk about why we even came up with the name other than being fairly random about it but is there kind of like what do you feel is the motivation for this name because i plan on being a little fucked when i do the show to be honest um i did some uh weed diamonds which you don't know is like very very pure form of concentrate um basically for THCA, which becomes THC, and uh, it is really uh, treating me right right now. So I'm I'm doing very nicely right now on my birthday. 
Uh, that's the big special thing I've done for my birthday. You asked that earlier. I don't think I really answered it. Um, but yeah. Nice. Uh, um, I'm, uh, I, I think that encompasses what we are doing this show is we're trying to be a little fucked up when we do our fancy football advice. Not that it doesn't make our advice any less valid, though, right? We still have years and years and years of experience. Agreed. We know we're talking when it comes to fantasy football, even if yeah. we're a little fucked. Agreed. Yeah, I'll run with that. I uh, I like that. I, I intend to have a little bit of fun with it. And also, like, you know, fantasy football is fucked up. It, uh, there are some oh, weird things God. that happen, uh, especially, you know, as we talked about our finishing luck that we have. We've seen some strange things happen. It just, you can make all the right decisions and still lose. <laughs> which is just yeah. ridiculous and that's happened several times to me several times i've lost games by less well, than it's... one point because i made the right decision <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, part of, it's, crazy. it's part of the old saying you know any given sunday and that applies to real football like any given sunday any team in the nfl really could be any other team in the nfl honestly i believe that like the worst team in the nfl could get lucky and beat the best team in the nfl any given Sunday. It's not most Sundays, but any given Sunday, you make a few mistakes in a football game, a few interceptions at the right time, a few scores at the right time, you lose a game that you shouldn't lose. Same thing applies to fantasy football. You can have a better team on paper. You can have a better team that's like up for most of your positions, and it's just, you know, you don't get the touchdowns that you're expecting to get from certain players. And you lose certain games, and that can happen, unfortunately, in the finals, um, especially when it really counts. Um, not to mention, I'm sure at some point in this uh, podcast, probably not today, but later on, I'm sure, we'll talk about what happens when your best players get benched that last week of the season, right during uh, fantasy playoffs. Look, um, this is why you choose your leagues correctly, and you don't have to put up with that bullshit. That, that is a pet peeve of mine, set your leagues correctly. And just don't like. Why the hell? Why are you? Anyway, well, I don't know if we're going to cover that one today, but I know we're going to eventually. No, it's um, not today. That one, it's a, that one pisses me right off. Let's. So we're in the last week of fantasy, or last week of preseason. So I'm definitely scrolling headlines, and I have to pick a I'm couple. Getting rid of I, them. I have. Rich. I know. I know you're not going to, and that's why I want to bring some of them up because some of them are hilarious. Let's start with. Also, reading them next week. Let's start with the key headline of the final week of preseason, which involves my team. Trevor Lawrence was on fire versus the Cowboys, eleven for twelve, two fucking touchdowns for a hundred and thirty-nine. Woo! He was the quote. The Twitter quote. The tweet is: Trevor Lawrence was cooking today versus the Cowboys. So. Do you smell? Yeah, do you smell what the Lawrence is cooking, or what? Uh, what's the deal? Oh, I smell the Lawrence. <laughs> I mean, they did trade Gardner Minshew. I I know enough. I followed it enough. No, they did trade Gardner Gardner Minshew. I believe for the Eagles, right? No, I mean she's still with them. No, okay. He's still hanging out with them. That was no? like the big debate. I haven't heard that he got traded. I, I could be wrong, but I. Uh, I thought they traded him this I, week. I'm gonna look this up because that happened this week. Chris, where I saw that. Keep in mind, I have been traveling across uh, across some nations here, so I could have missed that one. I'm looking at it right now. It was two days ago. 
Got him in trade. Eagles acquire Jaguars back at quarterback. Yeah, there it is. That's hilarious. So Gardner must have been pretty pissed off that he didn't get picked a starter. Um, yeah, it is a conditional pick, uh, depending on how many games he plays, essentially. Between, I guess, a fifth and a sixth round pick is probably a fair value for him, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, if Jalen Hurts goes down, or just like, form well, who knows? Gardner could do something for the Eagles. And, and then it really does clear the way for Trevor Lawrence in just, I mean, talk a little bit of NFL talk. I think to make things fair for a rookie, you kind of want the quarterback room to be theirs. You maybe have a, a veteran just to like be their mentor that's not really a threat to them. I think it's nice to have a room that's clearly their room. And Gardner Minshew hasn't been around in the NFL long enough to claim to be that kind of mentor veteran. He's more of just a, like a quarterback threat where if Trevor Lawrence struggles week one, week two, and they lose those first two games, you guys start hearing chants for Minshew. And let's be real, the GM, the coach, uh of the jaguars right every Meyer doesn't want that uh no no one who's making decisions for the jaguars wants to have people doubting their number one overall pick uh from this past draft and so you have to get rid of the competition in gunderman's shoe so that that's that's one of those trades that you sort of have to do in the nfl um but i think him being on the eagles is interesting I'm curious to see if anything ever happens with that with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is not like the established, you know, franchise quarterback of the Eagles yet. You know, we're, we'll see if he is or not. But he might be. He might not be. We'll see. Anyway, that's a little bit of actual NFL talk. We're getting a little bit away from fantasy, so I don't want to do too much of that. Sorry. Oh, no, that's fine. That's <laughs> totally uh, valid. I mean, it has fantasy impact because I know I think – I think that makes Trevor Lawrence's draft stock go up because we know for sure, like a hundred percent, like it's him. There's literally nobody else over there. Yes. I think Minchie would have been drafted in more leagues if he was still part of the Jaguars. Cause everybody knows it's the Jalen hurts show over there. Tre- Trevor Lawrence definitely has the potential to start terribly. And then he's going to need somebody to save him. So I think yeah. I think that's the re- I don't know. I could be wrong. That's what I'm reading on it anyway. That's what I'm reading. Ronnie Vaughn, I don't see him on this list actually right now, which is pretty funny. They they're showing twenty five quarterbacks and uh, yeah, I don't see him on the list right now if they're top twenty five quarterbacks, which is I think that's actually insulting. I guess he is outside of most teams in that sort of way. I'm guessing ten to fifteen though, and I won't yeah. even. We don't. We don't Which talk about. Which uh, means that he's a reasonable backup quarterback, essentially in most leagues. Yeah, but to be clear as well, we're never going to talk about two quarterback leagues on this podcast because those don't exist in real life. So we're just not going to talk about. No, that. but I do think that it's worth it to have two quarterbacks on your team, one to start and then one on your bench. Um, so I do like to have two QBs usually on a team personally. Yeah, me too. I um, agree. so I usually. And, and so, in terms of like how I would value Winston, yeah, I think Winston would be a really interesting second quarterback to have. So, sort of hang on your bench if you have someone you have a little bit more confidence in, especially, you know, as your starter. Um, if Jimmy Winston's your starter, I have a little bit less confidence because he can be quite, quite erratic. So, the other one that I want to bring up, which everyone has seemed to have forgotten, uh, what about Drew, Joe Burrow? I mean, he was playing some pretty damn good okay, football so before Burrow, his knee got broken. So, what's the what's the consensus on him? So Joe Burrow right here is currently ranked 13th, uh, before Trevor Lawrence at 14. 
behind Matthew Stafford at 12, Joe Burrow could surprise people and surpass a few people and get into the top 10. Joe Burrow could be as high as 8th or ninth best quarterback this year, I think. Uh, could be as low as 15. I don't think he'd be much lower than that, as long as he stays healthy. Uh, he's got his old star receiver from uh, his college, uh, Jamar Chase now. Uh, so his receiver room was already pretty good, honestly. But now it's pretty stacked, I would say, with a first-round receiver talent like Chase. I like the Bengals' offense around Joe Burrow. Um, Joe Mixon has some talent, and he's back. I mean, he's at injury risk, but if you can stay healthy, that's a really solid running back you have as well, uh, who can make some plays out of the backfield. Joe Burrow could have a good season. Um, he's a risk because he's not guaranteed to have one, but I would say he's a low-end starter, high-end backup to have. I think Joe Burrow is going to finish between five and seven when the year is finished. Oh, so you're higher on him than I am. Yeah. I think he's going to light it up. And yeah, I don't really see five quarterbacks that could be like, I see maybe five quarterbacks, but then it gets really tough at number six and number seven. Might be able to squeeze him in in the fifth, but there's no way you can get past six or seven without getting him in there. I think. Well, so we're so, going to list off the quarterbacks that they have ahead of him. Yeah. And let's see who, who you don't agree with. So, number one, Mahomes, obviously. Number two, Josh Allen. Three, Colin Murray. Four, Dak Prescott. Five, Lamar Jackson. Six, Russell Wilson. So, I don't like Dak at number four. I don't either. I think Dak's overrated at four by far. I think Dak is... And, and it's not even a Cowboys hater. I just think, like... Yeah. I don't think... I think he'll yeah. be top 10. I don't know if he'll be top 5. I think he'll be more in, like, the 6 to 9 range. I, funny. I was going to say 7, 10, but, yeah. I think more so, like, 10 than 7, though, to be honest. So, that's kind of where I stand on that one. He does have a good offense, though. He's a good receiver room. Uh, so I think that's part of why they have him so high, and he, you know, he could run as well a little bit. Well, everyone's um, banking on CD Lamb to go absolutely off the rails this year. He, I know CD Lamb is ranked really high everywhere, so I think they're betting on yeah Amari and CD Lamb to really CD Lamb to break out really. So. Yeah. So then they have Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert. Uh, and those are the people who I think probably will all be ranked higher than Trevor Lawrence. So that's eight quarterbacks already. I think Trevor Lawrence could be nine. Because uh, they have Tom Brady ninth. I think Tom Brady's a little highly ranked. Jalen Hurts 10th. I think he's a little highly ranked. Uh, Ryan Tannehill 11th. I think he'd be a little lower. Matthew Stafford. And then Joe Burrow himself. Uh, I, I think you go between Tom Brady, Jalen Hurts, Ryan Tannehill, Matthew Stafford. Joe Burrow could be higher than all of them, honestly. Uh, when the season's over and be ninth, I don't think he's going to be at the eight quarterbacks ahead of him on this list. So that's why I, I was saying at highest ninth if he has a really good season, which I think is a very good chance he does. Not a guarantee, but I think there's a very good chance he does. I don't think he'll be as high as five. 
Not quite. Yeah, he. Think... Maybe in a season or two he will be because he he still needs to grow a little bit. His, his second season this is going to be his first real season he, with how injured he was last season. He could outdo Rogers and Wilson and definitely Lawrence. I definitely think Joe Burrow is going to have a better year than Trevor Lawrence. A hundred percent. I'm sold on. Well, that. Trevor Lawrence is already ranked below him. Yeah, I'm sold on that. Um, I, yeah. I'm not really big on Justin Herbert. I'm not really big at anybody out of Oregon, to be honest with you. Sorry, Oregon, but I don't really your your team, your players outside of college or whatever. So I know he was looking good yesterday or last year though, and made me kind of you know eat my words. But I'm sticking to it. I don't like him, and he's on my do not draft list this year. So I'm staying That's away. I have him on my legs as well. Um, yeah, I mean, if I if I had to take him in the spot that I was there, like I'm gonna take value where there's value. He has his, his appropriate value. Right. I don't think that I would take Joe Burrow over him if I was in that position and I had to take a quarterback. I would take Burrow over him. That's what I'd be looking at. All right, let's get to it. Tell us about this interesting draft that you participated in. There's a ton of fucking teams in this league. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get into yeah. it. Let's talk a little, little bit of strategy. And uh, yeah, what is kind of the big picture that you're uh, trying to send here? Okay. First of all, this is an 18 team league, which is the by far the most I've ever been in. I think the most before this was like 14 teams I've been in. Um, Asian teams is fucking huge. I, I saw it as an option because this is my one paid league. $25 buy in, so not that much money. But with. 17 other people, that's a lot of other people's money to take. And I was a little nervous before the draft, to be honest, because it is still only four playoff spots with 18 teams. Four playoff spots. So 14 teams are going to be eliminated before we get to playoffs. Only four teams will be battling it for the top spot and the pot. The draft happened last night. There are now, based on the draft, I would say maybe six of the 18 teams that have even a remote chance of getting one of those four spots in the playoffs. I am one of them. Right now, on the actual league, I am projected as fifth, but I will I will improve that to higher by the time the season's over. That's just the paper based on how I drafted, uh, according to ESPN Analytics you know, I mean, AI, whatever. Look, that yeah, is. every time they tell me every year I draft a C or a D, I've never had a draft above that. And again, I mean, I guess it shows in the final, but I mean, I'm still getting there into second every year. Apparently, my draft strategy is terrible. I don't, I don't know. Oh. There, there, there are six. Yeah, there are six teams that have a shot. Okay, so I'm gonna just run through some of the picks in the first five rounds here, and I'm gonna get Corey's opinion on some of these picks. So first of all, it's random, but the commissioner somehow ends up with the first overall pick, which I always find fishy, but whatever. It's oh, random. Shenanigans for sure. Shenanigans. 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 I, I, I wanted to call shenanigans, but I didn't. I didn't. I, was, I paid myself. Anyway, uh, she's not going with running back. Like I would have gone with. Uh, and last week I said Saquon Barkley, but that's kind of a joke. I actually had the first overall pick in the draft, and I went with Christian McCaffrey uh, in the PPR league. Um, but you have to in PPR. She, you have to take Christian McCaffrey in PPR first. You have to. Yeah, you do. Have to. Yeah, and this is a PPR league, by the way. She also doesn't take a wide receiver, which would have been a possible choice in a PPR league that would have made 
a some semblance of sense at least. Take Patrick Mahomes, first overall pick. Now let's talk about that quick. What is your opinion on taking Patrick Mahomes with the first overall pick in a draft? In most drafts, I've I've done a handful of mock drafts. Usually goes somewhere in the third round. I don't even know what scoring system that would even make sense in. I mean, I, uh, it's pretty much a standard scoring system. Yeah, I don't even I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't even make I couldn't make that decision. I could I yeah. I couldn't make that decision. I don't even know the earliest round I've ever taken a quarterback in, but I think if you're in a without any caveats on the league, you're a you know normal scoring even PPR. I just you for quarterback scoring, you should be waiting to the, the third to five even if you can. There's a lot more players that are going to get more points consistently. I I think. Okay, so it's not that quarterbacks don't get points consistently. My problem with it is that. There's the least drop-off between, like, great quarterbacks and low quarterbacks. So, okay, Commissioner ends up with Patrick Mahomes first overall. I drafted Ryan Fitzpatrick in whatever draft, in whatever fucking round I got him in, which was, like, crazy late. And I, got, I, I couldn't even tell you what round that was. I did the math for last season. You know what the difference was in terms of their average? Because they don't show right now for some reason. But the difference between their average um, points for games that they actually played, a eight point difference. You know, it's gonna make up an eight point difference between my quarterback and Patrick Mahomes. Having a better running back one, running back two, wide receiver one, wide receiver two, flex. Right, I'm gonna have better positions, better players in five different positions at least, and I'm going to destroy someone who has a just a better quarterback by eight points uh, per week, basically on average. Then next two people, Aaron Rodgers, and then Josh Allen. So the three, the first three players that were consciously taken were quarterbacks. Christian McCaffrey was auto-drafted again uh, in this draft. Uh, so the first three conscious picks were all quarterbacks. That's insane to me. Huh. Aaron okay. Rodgers. Goes I don't know how overall. much bandwidth you want to use on this, but there's clearly that is just. I don't even know what's happening there. Is there some sort of special bonus for court? Like this is the ESPN standard. Scoring, right? Or like PPR? This PPR? is his scoring. And these are quarterbacks that are going in the oh, third, fourth, fifth round. Yeah. No. No. Oh, man. Now, it's, what's funny is, so I had the 13th overall pick. So, okay, we have a few running backs. We get Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, Derek Henry, and then boom, Lamar Jackson at number eight. Last one is a clearly a Ravens fan because they drafted several Ravens. Alan Kamara, okay. Devontae Adams, okay. Tyree Kill, okay. Travis Kelsey, okay. Tied end in the first round, usually not a good pick, but Travis Kelsey is the exception to the rule, I will say, in my opinion. Travis Kelsey is that much better than any other tight end. And this yeah. is a huge drop-off between Travis Kelsey and everyone yes. else in his position. There's, yeah, giant. Absolutely giant. That makes sense. He, he's, he, he's a wide receiver playing tight end. Yep, 100%. Yeah, that's a smart pick. Yeah, Kelsey has gone in the first round last year in my draft, too. Um, Kelsey is early a second for a somewhere pick. in there. Yeah, he's actually in my free league with people I know. That is a keeper league. He's actually my keeper because I couldn't, by rule, I couldn't keep my first round pick from last year as part of the rules, which was Alvin Kamara. Travis Kelsey was my second round pick from last year, so that's who I am keeping. 
Uh, excuse me, that's what I'm allowed to keep. When I ran my big league when we had the keeper situation, uh, you were allowed to keep your first round draft pick once, but you lost your first round draft pick. So that was the rule with that. Um, yeah, you could keep him twice maximum, but not if it was the first round pick and you would still lose your first round pick once. So um, I feel that's a yeah. fair, I don't know, a fair uh, penalty, but that's interesting. Yeah. So Travis Kelsey taking right before I, I go. Uh, and basically, I know I'm going to take a running back at this point. My three options <clears throat> are Ezekiel Elliott, Jonathan Taylor, and Austin Eckler in that order, all the, uh, how they're ranked uh, in the draft based on the ADP, average draft position. I'm, of course, I'm not going to take Ezekiel Elliott. I'm going to start with a Cowboys player because I can't, I can't deal with Cowboys players. And I don't believe you should let your fandom get in the way of your fantasy football. But at the same time, to a certain point, you do because you can't root for players that you really despise. And I despise the Cowboys that much. And I think we established this well in the first episode of this uh, show. Um, so I did not draft Ezekiel Elliott. I was very tempted to draft Austin Eckler because if you haven't heard, he has a thing going on where if you draft him and win with him, you get like a signed free jersey from him or something like that. I think it's even like the whole league, maybe. I, I didn't actually read the article, I just saw the headline. Um, but um, I, I was considering that, but I ended up going with Jonathan Taylor from the Indy Devils Colts. I think he is going to get a lot of work this season. Um, he's a great running back, he was a rookie last year in a good season. He was like a 604 running back last season. And I think he has the potential to be even better. It could be four or five this season, potentially, if other people get injured or if he just really goes off. He's a good receiver and a running back um, all in one. Um, I think him and Carson Wentz could be interesting once Carson Wentz comes back. And while Carson Wentz is gone, they're going to need to rely on him, on him even more. Um, so Jonathan Taylor, I thought, was a reasonable first overall pick uh, or first-round pick, I should say. Uh, what do you think about my first-round pick, Jonathan Taylor? I I'm a fan of Jonathan Taylor. I like him a lot actually. Uh he was the one player who definitely snuck up on me last year. Um I missed taking him. It was actually the one player that I had to go back and look at our draft and see exactly where he was taken. Um and to you know give him credit there's um this one guy, he's my friend's dad in the league that I play in consistently, uh a 12 teamer. And he has done crazy, just wild, 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 wild thing. He, Keeper League, you're sitting down for this one, Dave? You ready? Yeah. He kept the Seattle Seahawks defense. What? A defense? He kept the defense. And this is, he, he took the defense in the sixth round. He lost a fifth round draft pick for the Seattle Seahawks defense. We'll talk about that in a moment, actually, a little <laughs> bit. We'll talk about fifth rounds. Man. Like now, this, now, my belief uh, is that you cannot win. You cannot win your fantasy league in the first round, but you can definitely lose it. And taking a quarterback is a way to lose it. Getting a defense or a kicker in the fifth round, as we'll talk about in a little bit, is a way to lose your league. 100% losing, 100% lost, 100%. Done. Over. Okay. Uh, after me, Austin Eckler were both taken. Then Colin Murray was the fifth overall quarterback taken in the first round. 
Who? Mike Evans, Nick Chubb. Huh? Who? Who did you say was taken? Kyler Murray. <sighs> Yikes. I definitely don't agree with that one. I know a lot of, I know okay, I know round. a lot of people like Kyler Murray, but if Kyler Murray goes before I I honestly don't think Kyler Murray is draftable in a twelve team league. I really? Huh? Yeah. Cool, yeah. This is a guy who is I think the third best quarterback in the league uh in fantasy last year. Uh actually one ahead of Patrick Mahomes, who was fourth overall in as quarterbacks last year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh and this is a guy who's got more weapons recently and a better defense even. I would take Joe Burrow over Kyler Murray. That's a hot take right there. I would a hundred percent do that without even questioning it. I would take Joe Burrow over Kyler Murray. Hmm. Well then interesting, right? Interesting. I caught you off guard with that, huh? Yeah. <coughs> Second round starts with Baker Mayfield and Justin Herbert. Yeah, I'm not big on either of those guys this year, but whatever. I'm going to skip a few picks because the next few picks are reasonable. Uh, I got Stefan Diggs <coughs> in the second round, though. And that's what I named my team after. Uh... Based on the old wrestler Booker T, uh, WWE Hall of Famer, and uh, his old catchphrase, uh, his catchphrase was, "Can you dig it, sucker?" Uh, so I made it, "Can you digs it, sucker?" Uh, Round for me, Tom Brady second, twenty fifth overall. Let's discuss Tom Brady going twenty fifth overall. How's Brady gonna do this year? You think at what forty two years old, forty three years old, forty four years old, eighty years old? Well, he's in Tampa Bay, so he is allowed to do as many steroids and performance-enhancing drugs as he want, and they're just not going to test him in Tampa. So I think that he can do good things as long as the drugs are working. I swear Brady is on drugs. This is like a... I don't think we're ever going to find out because I don't think he's mad enough to ever admit to it, but this is a Lance Armstrong situation. This dude is definitely doping, for sure, 100%, and I'm completely sold on it. So, I, yeah, I do not feel that Tom Brady is going to – I think he'll be, like, number 15 to 18 this year as a quarterback. Uh, yeah, he could yeah, definitely I drop think, off a lot as, as yeah, both I think Tampa is going to just – just – to do not well. I don't think they're going to do well. I wouldn't be surprised if they finish last in their division. So that is wow. that's my hot take. Uh, following up, awesome. following up on my Joe Burrow take, um, I'm following it up with that yeah. one. I think the Bucks are finishing last place in their division this year. Russell Wilson, now the ninth quarterback taken in the first two rounds, goes 27th, and then we go on a tight end run in the second round. <coughs> Mark Andrews, 29. George Kittle, 33. Zach Ertz, 34. He's not even the starter. Um, Dallas uh, Goddard is kind of the starter over him, actually. Uh, 34, he goes. Um, so we went a little tight end run at the end of the second round. And it's just, it's really incredible. 
Um, I'm going to skip a couple of rounds just for the sake of time. Get a few more quarterbacks. So Matthew Stafford goes in the third round as the 10th overall quarterback. So 10 quarterbacks go in the first three rounds here in the 18-team league. Jameis Winston goes third round. Way too high for James Winston. Yeah, that's not Cameron not Great, the where he should be going. who's the third string tight end for the Buccaneers, goes in third round. Is that a Tampa Bay Bucks fan right there? I think so. But even still, I mean, they should have drafted O.J. Howard first, then Gronk, and then Cameron Bray. Now, I want to go with the fifth round here. Fifth round starts with Buccaneers defense. Somehow, the taking defense with the first pick in the fifth round. This is not uh, <coughs> I was eating a cookie over here, cookie. full disclosure, and I almost choked it out through my nose. This is the same person who actually, of course, took uh, Patrick Mahomes first overall in the draft, uh, our commissioner of this league, uh, who I'm not going to name. I'm not going to put anyone on blast here on the show. Um, but our commissioner took Patrick Mahomes first overall in the draft, fifth round, then first round. First pick of the fifth round takes Buccaneers defense. I mean, I think I just I love your donation, Commissioner. It's a good donation for you this year. Thank you for setting it up, uh, using your time, and uh, giving us everybody in their league your money. I sincerely thank you yeah. all from everybody in your league. I mean, it's just it's amazing to me. Okay, so Buccaneers fifth first pick of the first round. Okay, it's an interesting thing that just happened. I'm hoping that uh, no one catches this because I caught it. Chase Edmonds goes 75th overall, third pick of the fifth round. And Chase Edmonds is second string running back of the Cardinals. But he's the one who's going to get a lot of receiving uh, duties because he's a good receiver out of the backfield. He's going to have a little bit more value in PBR leagues like this one. The guy who drafted him dropped this guy for no reason after the draft, like immediately. I have no idea why this happened. I don't know if it was a mistake, like he was drunk or something, but this guy got drafted, and then in the fifth round, and then got dropped. Was the second-best running back on the guy's team. And I have James Conner, who I drafted much later on, who's the other running back for the Cardinals. I'm now trying to get Chase Evans now off the waiver wire, and let's see if that works. But that'd be hilarious if that happens. Why okay. did he drop him? I don't know. It makes no sense. Who drops somebody right after the draft? Why do you do that? Like, what league are you in here? Up, like, just to, like... I'm going to have to edit all, so much of this out. I don't even know if I want to give this much airtime to this bonkers shit. <laughs> what happened? It's really crazy. I'm gonna... Some of these teams have no chance. Okay. The Ravens fan that I mentioned before who takes Lamar Jackson in the first overall in the first round and then took Mark Andrews in the second round. Uh, Takes Justin Tucker, first kicker taken off the board, 80th overall uh, in the fifth round. Uh, now, Justin Tucker in the fifth round, uh, Justin Tucker looked at it, was the seventh best kicker in fantasy football. Now, I'd argue he's probably the best actual kicker in in football. Like, let's be real. Right now, Justin Tucker is probably the best actual kicker. But that does not always translate to fantasy football. Again, by evidence of the fact that there were six people who did better than him in fantasy football as kickers last year. That makes him a mid-starter, right, in fantasy football uh, last year at seventh. Definitely worth being on a team. Certainly not worth being the fifth-round pick of any team. And, and, that, and that's the problem with kickers is... Uh, and by the way, uh, then Harrison Butker, 
from the Kansas City Chiefs was taken by my best friend uh, a few picks later, 83rd overall. Uh, so two kickers were taken in this fifth round, and then Ravens defense took a few picks later at 88th. So two defense and two kickers were taken in the fifth I round, can. which I think is insane. That's a good way to lose your league. Oh, and uh, so my friends did this. All right. So our big takeaways from this are don't drop your players after you draft them. Don't take yes. Patrick Mahomes number one overall. Um, or any quarterback in the first or couple any rounds. quarterback in the first at, at least at least three rounds. I'll say that. I mean, maybe you can snatch up for Mahomes if you're if things go real. Mahomes, sideways, I would say but... the exception where you can argue take him mid third round. If he's the third available and people aren't taking quarterbacks early, uh, that could be a good strategy because Mahomes is consistently great in fantasy football. This is a um, running back here. You need to have a good running back. It or it's over for you this year. So, but I... if you if you went running back, running back, Patrick Mahomes, a great tight end, fourth round. And then got a bunch of receivers that are interchangeable. And you really dominated at running back, quarterback, tight end. And then wide receivers, we were not the best. But, hey, you had service with wide receivers. Um, I think you can still win a league with that setup. Uh, I don't think you win a league taking Patrick Mahomes first overall. No. I think. Absolutely. And, and, and here's the problem that we, we haven't really addressed why. And I think we need to get into the mechanics of that a while a little bit. When you overdraft a player like a quarterback at least two and a half rounds too early, like what happened with this draft, um, if not three, four rounds with some of the quarterbacks that were taken too early, you are letting other players get the running backs and more receivers that are more valuable relatively. And what's funny is I was named as part of a duo like Cheech and Chong, uh, of people who were getting high during this draft. And the other one who was named Chong, I was the Cheech, said, Cheech, uh, a running back in the first round? And he's one of the ones who took a quarterback um, in the first round. I think he's the one who took Aaron Rodgers, if I'm not mistaken, third overall. Um, I took Aaron Rodgers last year, and there's no way I'm taking him this year. Yeah. And, I don't uh, think anybody can. I don't know off the top of my head what his stats are off of a good year, but I don't think they're good. And last year was his career year. So I'm not sure. I don't know. Without, par- without parsing, you know, too far down the line for everybody. I think that's, uh, yeah, you know, that's, a, that's an interesting pick. I don't know. This draft is just funky donkey dinosaurs for sure. That's a legitimate term, by the way. funniest thing I've ever seen, honestly, in a draft. Um, but yeah, again, the problem is if you have to go back too early, you're letting other people get those valuable running backs, well receivers. And the issue is, yes, quarterbacks do over the course of the season actually take the most total points, which is the point the guy was the point that this guy was trying to make. And I literally what he was trying to make, I was like, I said, oh, you're running back early, and he said, yeah, but QBs get the most points. And I, I'm like, but, okay, it's not about getting the most total points as much as just getting more points than your opponent. That's actually the game on a week-to-week basis in fantasy football, right? In most leagues, if you're doing the head-to-head format, which is any league I've ever participated in, you do head-to-head format. I actually have a friend who did a league that was different, where like you got points based on like if you like how you did compared to the whole rest of the league, which I thought was stupid. But in a typical league, it's head-to-head format, and you just need to score more points than your opponent any given week. 
when you're doing that, having better running backs and or receivers in those skill positions is more valuable than having one better quarterback and lesser positions and all those other positions. And that is such a huge thing that I can't understate, honestly. And then same thing for drafting the defense and the kicker too early. Those are two positions I find that are best to be streamed, which means those who haven't played fantasy football for a long time and don't know the terminology, uh, you might choose different players off the waiver wire each week for defenses and kickers depending on the how they're doing and their matchups. Um, so if you're going against a particularly weak quarterback, uh, you want that defense versus, you know, a defense going against like the Kansas City Chiefs. You probably don't want to use them. I like to stream defenses and kickers based on matchups each week. So I always draft those in the last two rounds of any draft because they are literally the least viable positions. They will very rarely be the difference maker in winning and losing a match, in my experience, defense and kickers. Um, yeah, I'm and... on the same page for sure. I never take a kicker or a defense before the last two picks of the draft. Sorry. Matthew Bucker and Justin Tucker are the two drafted in the fifth round of this draft. Undoubtedly the best two kickers on two great offenses, but here's the problem with them. Justin Tucker was seventh. Matthew Bucker was 11th. Now, I'm in top 10 kicker last year in fantasy football, even though he's probably the second best kicker in the league right now, actually, and on a great offense. The reason why is because the offense scores a lot. So he's just kicking a bunch of you know extra points. He's not kicking a lot of field goals, to be honest. Because not a lot of people can really stop the Chiefs' offense. So for fantasy, he's actually not a great kicker. Drafting him fifth round is ludicrous. Like, when there's no guarantee he's going to even be a top ten kicker again this year, because, again, he was 11th last year, he could be even lower, potentially, depending on how few field goals he has the opportunity to even kick. You know, he, even if he makes 100 field goals, if he only gets to kick a field goal every other game, because the Chiefs' offense is that good, He's not going to be very valuable in fantasy. And so that's the mistake that my best friend made. Uh, drafting Harrison Bucker in the fifth fucking round. I just, I'm like, why would you do that? That's crazy to me. Yeah, you could be taking a key player, a key running back or receiver in the fifth round. Or that's when you would be taking a starting quarterback if there wasn't a run on them so early. Um, so that's why I end up with an... Yeah, we don't want to talk too much about our own teams, but that's why I end up with Jonathan Taylor, with Stefan Diggs, and Thielen, who I might try to trade because he's getting up there in age, but he's uh, still going to have, I think, a good season. Uh, Miles Sanders, I'm also trying to trade because he's on the Eagles, and I don't love the Eagles either. But those are all solid picks. And then I got... Jamar Chase and Devonta Smith as rookies, who I think are both going to have really good rookie seasons. For tight ends, I waited a while because there was a run on tight ends and a run on quarterbacks early on. So I ended up with Gronkowski, who I'm going to try to trade because I think there's a lot of people in this league who are stupid and want him. And I think he's going to have not as good a season as he had last year. He's also getting up there in age. And Tyler Higby, who's, I think he's actually have a better season than he had previously because uh, he's a better quarterback now, in my opinion, with Matthew Stafford compared to Jared Goff. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what Stafford does. I'm really interested to see. Uh, yeah, I can't. And quarterbacks. I can't justify taking anybody kicker defense related the last two picks. Not a chance. It doesn't make any sense to me. 
Uh, literally, when I get to the second to last round, I look at the kicker and the defense value, and wh whoever is higher at the available, I'm taking it. And then, yeah. Sometimes so, I try to match. The one thing I want to mention is I sometimes, and I've heard this strategy before from other people, is I try to match my kicker with my quarterback. Because then that way, every drive, like in theory, I'm getting points. I'm either getting the field goal points yeah. or I'm getting the scoring points. So if I have a high-powered offense, I'm usually – yeah, so I, I usually try to do that. I try to pair my, my quarterback with my kicker. And, yeah, I mean, like I've told my entire league that's no no secret there. That's uh, that's one I like to do for sure. So, so the quarterback, I ended up with Fitch Magic and Trey Lance. Now, Trey Lance is not going to start the season as a starter. I think he could be good later in the season because he has some running ability, and I always do like running quarterbacks in fantasy football. Um, but Fitzmagic obviously will be my starting quarterback to start the season. Now I'm going to read a piece of the outlook on ESPN because I think this is interesting, actually. The 38-year-old, and again, 38 years old, very old for a quarterback, or any player in the NFL for that matter. 38-year-old, hasn't played a 16-game season since 2015 but has been productive when called upon during a span. Counting only weeks in which he played a majority of the snaps, he was QB number three in five games in 2018, QB number three in 12 games in 2019, and QB six in seven games last season. All right. And they go on to say that he should be considered a quarterback number two, which I agree with. But given that this is an 18-team league, quarterback number two is going to have to start on some teams. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those teams that's starting a number two quarterback, basically, in fantasy. I recognize that. He'd be a top 10 quarterback any given week. Yep, 100%. If not top five sometimes, some weeks. 100%. Yeah, 100%. And I drafted him 193rd overall. 193. And he's going to score, on average, eight points less per week, probably, than Patrick Mahomes went one overall. And because of, and because of that, I'm going to have better positions in running backs and wide receivers and flex. Than the person who Patrick Mahomes went overall. So I waited for a quarterback. So don't be afraid to wait for a quarterback, is going to be my take a message of this. And don't draft defense or kickers too early. And of course, again, as we mentioned, don't drop your some like starter worthy players uh, right after the draft. That's really weird and strange as well. Yeah. So yeah, there was some weird things that happened in this league already, and which less than a day old. Yes, I agree. I, uh, I'm going to check in a couple of times to see what's going on with this one. But, you know, for all intents and purposes, uh, what a train wreck. And I don't think most drafts are going to go like that, to say no. the least. So, I've, I've, done a handful, I've done a handful of mock drafts, and I've never seen such a run of quarterbacks so early. Uh, not to mention like, all the drafts I've done over the years. But even like, like, even like this year, like, I have not seen that in a mock draft. Uh, I haven't seen that in real draft in the past, really. Uh, I've seen it a little bit, but I'm not as extreme. And certainly not the run on defenses and kickers so early. Well, that's just crazy to me. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, good luck to you in that league, sir. I uh, I hope people got some takeaways uh, from that. I'm uh, excited to see what happens in uh, my 12-teamer, and it's interesting to see some COVID-19 lists coming out. I know Carson Wentz is on the COVID-19 list and a couple other players on the Colts. So that'll be interesting to see how that rolls into the season this year. But with that, I mean, we're, uh, we're already past an hour. 
we're in an hour around there so yeah COVID-19 list is going to be an interesting thing I'm uh yeah really interested to see what the heck happens with that and how it affects fantasy players this year they're not postponing games so we're gonna have to deal with that for sure uh thanks yeah. for uh thanks for joining us again for another uh fucked up fantasy football podcast here on resonate radio david greenberg it's been a pleasure and uh i'm doing it late from portugal it's late at night so any parting words david silverberg get your running backs early wait for your quarterbacks your defenses and your kickers i agree wait for your damn defenses and your kickers and don't take a quarterback in your first round Thank you so much, David Silverberg. We will uh, see the people next week. And uh, happy birthday, man. I uh, hope you had a good one. Appreciate that. No worries, brother. Take it easy. And there is another episode, the second episode of the Fucked Up Fantasy Football Podcast featuring your hosts, David Greenberg and myself. It is always a blast. We're going to have one more episode drop this week covering all of your draft day needs. So I will wish you good luck on your lineups in our next recording. But until then, everybody head over to Instagram, follow us at Team Resonate. And we'll see you all next time. Thank you so much.